Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Cowboys Nation, lend us your ears. This is the Starboys Podcast. I am your host, Zach White. And I'm your host, Colton DeLeon. We got a really, really good show in store for you guys today. I'm going to be talking, obviously, that clutch unbelievable win against the Falcons and also we're going to dive into what we're going to be expecting from the Seattle Seahawks that's going to be a rough one but first and foremost let's introduce our guest on today's episode the MC what's up what's up oh you know just living the dream over here in northwest Ohio Mm, okay yeah you know what this this is something we always do with our guests on the show how did you become a cowboys fan in toledo <laughs> ohio we got it we got to do the background check on you i already knew that was going to be a question oh yeah i swear i get asked that so many times like by people around here you know people like are you from texas were you born in texas i'm like nope i've never even been to texas but um what? i know well, well, oh. No, girl. I know. I did, you know what? I really I had plans this year to come down there for the first time, and you know this whole COVID thing happened and kind of just ruined everything. Yeah. But um, yeah. So just like growing up, my, my entire family were Cowboys fans since the day I can remember. I remember my stepdad, you know, watching the games on Sunday, and I kind of just like that was like the one thing that he and I like really bonded over because we really didn't right. have much else in common. So, yeah, we would just kind of bond over the games. And I just remember every Thanksgiving, you know, all the cousins would be around playing or whatever. I'd be like five, six, seven years old sitting in front of the TV watching the game with the guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I always just kind of gravitated to it. And I really I just really stuck. Yeah, that's how it does, man. That's how it does us all. You, you start with it's just small. And then next thing you know, you're like buying every Cowboys thing that you can get your hands on. Oh, absolutely. 100 so, percent more than i should so um and, and i asked uh, kelly this last week how are do you make your daughter watch the games with you or does she have a choice is she is she gonna be a cowboys fan too or so and i saw i heard what kelly said that they don't really have a choice but right <laughs> good luck with that kelly because this, this <laughs> must be easier than mine <laughs> because I mean, ever since she was born, I've dressed her in it. You know, I have pictures of her in jerseys. But now that she's understanding that football, I think, is just really not her thing. Like, <laughs> I'll try to sit down and, like, have her watching with me or whatever. She knows who Dak is. So, you know what? That's a as win. As I'm concerned, that's a win. That, okay, I'll yes. take it. Yes. We'll work on, you know, getting through at least a half. But, you know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> but as far as I've, everything else, she's an open rebellion. Pretty much. I mean, she truly, honestly, doesn't know another team in football, but she will ask me, you know, are the Cowboys playing? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, I want the other team to win. Like, just to irritate <laughs> Oh, that's cold-blooded. You know what? I, yeah. I did the same thing with my dad. I talked a little bit about it on the first episode, but he was he was a Cowboys fan. And then uh, when Jerry Jones bought the team and got rid of Tom Landry, he kind of... He just, he didn't like it. He didn't like how it went down. And, and then he became, because we're from Houston, so he became an Oilers fan, which, again, I, I don't know anybody who would want to be a fan of the Oilers or oh. the Texans for that matter. But <laughs> that's another story. I feel like, I feel like if you're going to switch from a team, you can't go to another team in the same state, though. That's I know. like completely disrespectful. It's yes, and it's really it is a rivalry. Like, like he a must lot of have been mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was. So I I I rooted for the Cowboys in spite of him because <laughs> he hated them so much. <laughs> and yeah, because I'm a bastard child. That's just what I do. But uh, <laughs> so everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I fell in love with them, too. So, you know, I, I get it. I get where kids coming from. They just kind of, you know, not all of them are going to be on the same page. But well, like I said, it's work in progress, though. So, yes, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll make her a believer. <laughs> it's a matter of time. But um, speaking of yours and her favorite player, Dak, how about cowboy <laughs> hat Dak rolling oh. through breaking hearts? 
breaking hearts. Where do I even begin? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you guys know I could go. I mean, this whole podcast could be about that because one, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the majority of time that I am on Twitter, I am like defending my passionate, undying love for Dak Prescott that yes. no one else seems to appreciate. I'm not saying that there aren't any other Dak fans out there. You know, I feel like we all Hello. as a whole love him. Okay. But what I'm saying is every single game, I feel like it's everyone trying to nitpick and this and that, whatever. I'm like, give the man some credit. When he came out this past week and just blew these records. Shut him up. I'm like, yes. Oh my, thank you. And you know what I love about him is that he, obviously the whole Skip Bayless thing, like all the criticism in, you know, the writing, the blogs, the news, whatever. You never hear him say a single word. He no. responds with his no, actions. And that is yeah. unheard of these days because, you know, with social media and everything, all the athletes are, you know, running their mouth, isn't that? No, nope. he just says, I'll show you. And he did. He did. Yeah. And those, those to me are the signs of a, of a true leader. Yeah. I know, ex I know exactly what you're talking about, though, with like, it seems like around every corner is not. Not even what's the worst of it is it seems like around every corner there's Cowboys fans who are saying that who are trash talking Dak. Exactly. Those are the ones that bother me the most. Those are the worst. I'll never and it's, understand. It's like it's like, dude, are you blind? Do you know like this this Dak is a grown man? And I think this this game in particular was at the very least the most recent showing of like just how special of a quarterback he can be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Four fifty coming off of yeah, four fifty. I think coming off of the whole you know Skip Bayless thing most recently, you know, and then coming off of a, a loss from the previous week when expectations were so high for this new team, you know, new coach, whatever. I feel like everyone was doubting him and the whole team a lot, quite a bit. Absolutely. And the way I mean, and not even the first first second quarter. <laughs> But to come out like he did the second half, incredible. I'm sorry. I I don't know who would not want him as your quarterback as far as his persona, his demeanor, the way he carries himself, not Absolutely. to mention athletically. I, yeah. I'll never understand the people don't, that don't like him. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, him. it's an unbelievable talent. It's crazy. And, you know, matter of fact, this brings me to our, our next little segment. This segment is called Bless Your Heart. And... If you're not from the South, bless your heart basically means we feel sorry for you. And uh, that's us expressing that to let you know in a nice way that you're an idiot. Um, so I actually had someone on Twitter, of course, there's always the quote unquote Cowboys fans who dislike Dak. And after that first game, this gentleman basically came out and said, well, Dak ain't elite and he should be able to carry the team on his back because that's what late quarterbacks do. And he probably never talked like that. And no offense to any rednecks out there, but uh, that's the <laughs> vibe. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think of an ignorant person. That's what I think of them saying. So um, it was really, really ridiculous. And I, I put him on blast, of course, but just ignorant comments like that, they just, it drives me crazy. I'm just, I, I do not understand it. I, I mean, we're talking about somebody in this last game that didn't have his two starting tackles. Like, come on. And he put on yeah. a show, 450 yards and three rushing touchdowns, a record that no I one mean, has ever set. What I think speaks the most is that, I mean, you can fairly say that he had a good game the entire game. Yeah, you know, he was throwing. He was, I didn't, I didn't see the first quarter because that's a whole different story, but mm. um Order? From what I hear, crazy. He I don't was, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like at some point or in some sense, he was the only one having a decent game. And to take the whole entire team into the locker room at halftime and come out and somehow show them the leadership that it takes to not only make multiple, multiple amazing plays over and over in the second half and then come back and win 
I mean, that doesn't happen with someone who's not a good leader. It, that's not going to happen with a team that doesn't have a good quarterback that their team doesn't trust. Absolutely. And and that's the thing, too. You could see it. He, like, elevated everybody else's play on the field. And Absolutely. I be- and C.D. Lamb even came out and said it. Like, we had his back 100%. Like, and he was, like, basically leading us, letting us know, like, hey, you know. I'm I'm gonna throw y'all open. So it was. Yeah, I think I think I even tweeted it like at the end of the um, first half. I said something. I mean, I was making a joke about it, like, "Oh, even Dak looks sexy when he's mad." But you know, like, <laughs> he let, throw a lighter note out there. But like, really though, like if you saw when they put the camera on him, like just the look in his eye was like, "Hell no, this is not going down like this." Whether like I don't care what I have to do, this is not going down like this. I love it. it didn't. Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, four fumbles in, in the game. And I mean, I'm at, I'm at work watching the game and it's all I can do (laughs) to just freak out and just scream at the top of my lungs while I'm watching this game. I got to be calm. So I'm just kind of just like, I I didn't quit. I didn't quit. I thought about it. I'm not going to lie. I thought about it many times that I'm just not the type. I got to play it out to the very end. I'm just loyal. I I have to see what happens. And I wanted to. It yeah. was, yeah. it was a shit show, man. It was so bad. And I even, you know, tweeted, I, was, I said, like, this is what is happening. Like, this is the worst I've ever seen them play. And to come back from that, I mean, it was unbelievable. And I just, I cannot give enough credit to our team for fighting back. I mean, that's just to come back from that, from four fumbles, the deficit they were, I mean, what, 20 to zero at one point in time. And they're constantly building that lead on top of them and stacking and stacking. And for them to go out and prove themselves that they belong in that game, that was, that was phenomenal. I mean, I have, so obviously up here in Northwest Ohio, we get like the, we get blacked out a lot with the regional coverage issues. Right. And um, normally I'm pretty savvy. I can, (laughs) I can, (laughs) I have, let me tell you, I had to cancel so many free trials on Sunday because I was trying everything. Normally, I don't know if they changed something or what this year, but normally I have Hulu Live and Prime, and it's good. But I'm Hell, we, all live, these... we live here in Houston, and we can hardly get the Cowboys games sometimes. Oh, no, I couldn't really? get the game last week either, and I was freaking – I was losing my hey. – I, I ended up having to watch it on my phone on NFL Network. I was losing my mind. I've done that before too, but, like, I'm getting all these texts. I'm seeing all these tweets, and I'm like oh, – my boys need me right now. I got to tune in because it must be me. I'm not watching. They need me here. So I'm like, (laughs) you know what? I just ate it and bought the ticket. I'm like, this is, I'm literally going to buy the ticket to watch this team shit the bed. You know what? (laughs) I'm still going to do it. Man, we're going to be listening. We're going to be listening to the Cowboys game. Like it's the 1920s over (laughs) radio. And (laughs) the ball up the field and gets Taco. Right. That's that's dedication. Yeah, that's dedication right there. Uh, It's crazy. Yeah, I I don't know what it is either. I I thought I read something about that. Um, Was it Alexander Nevermind that that hooked you up with kind of giving you a play-by-play of what was going down? Yeah, (laughs) my friend Aaron, he was was giving me the play-by-play, and I give him credit because he doesn't even tweet during the games ever. Like, he hates to. He doesn't talk about it. Just he's the type that just shuts the phone off, you know, whatever. So I know it killed him to tell me. Touchdown. I, I am. Touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. Oh, my no. God. Yeah. Oh, no. So I had a guy at work when I was watching it, and his his phone was a little bit ahead of mine. So he kept saying, he was like, oh, no, freaking out. And I'm like, no, like I don't want to hear what you have to say. And it would be like like 30 seconds later, and then I would see there was a fumble. And I was just, I was like, okay, I have to leave from you because you're really fucking this up for me right now. Like, yeah. how, how to block a number. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah, you know, I can't, I'm not the type of person, I, I'm the same way. I put my phone away. I cannot answer texts. I don't want to see it. And because we live in Houston, of course, there's a lot of, lot of haters, so... I put I I know friends are gonna be talking trash, so I just put my phone away. I don't look at it. Maybe at halftime, but other than that, I'm like, nah, I don't I just wanna be in the zone and focus on what's going on in this game right now. So. I just always have too much to say. I try, <laughs> I try to be like that, but I just have too much to say. I get it. I get it. You know, you got to rub it in every once in a while or when it's bad, you got to let people know that it's bad. I mean, I understand that. Right. 
So <laughs> how, how do we feel about the offense as a whole? I mean, there were a lot of positive things, and then there's negative take takeaways. And I, I try not to lean too negative, but I know that if we come in the same way against the Seahawks, um, we're done. oh, we're we're <laughs> smoked. I mean, put yeah. us on the grill. It's over because I the way that the Falcons are known for that, right? Like. I mean, and that honestly, in the back of my mind, that's the whole time. That's what I was thinking. I was like, um, they lost the Super Bowl. Very similar score. Yeah, but do you guys understand? We had a point, I think it was like a point one percent chance. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. wild. Lightning does not strike twice. Okay. Like that no. is not going to happen again. <laughs> like like yeah. Kelly said, I, you know what? Luck is luck. <laughs> if yeah. they, you know what I mean? I'll take it. I will yeah. take it. But yeah, I mean, I was thinking earlier, I I don't know. I feel like I've been thinking about this game for like two days straight. It just, it's mind blowing. Cause I've never had a game where I had so many positive things to say, but so many negative, negative things to say at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's so much, I, I, there's so much potential. Absolutely. I feel like all off season, all we've been talking about are the weapons our offense has. And I feel like we finally got to put that into play. Like we finally showed, yes, we can, you know, execute it. Yes. But yeah. I'm not to the point where I necessarily trust it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's only yeah. week three. So it's... do I want to say like, yeah, we got this. Uh, no, I'm no. kind of shaking in my boots a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks, the Seahawks are scary, man. I mean, yeah. Way that Russell Wilson is playing, I mean, as many, almost as many touchdowns as he has incompletions. That's just, um, that's just, that's just insane. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, we're we're gonna get to him in just a second. Um, real quick, I do wanna, <laughs> I do wanna touch over the the defensive play, um, against the Falcons, and you know, for them to be in the situation that they were in, I mean, with our constant turnovers on offense and just being backed up to where they're just constantly on the field. And especially that first half, um, I know they gave up some points, and I saw a lot of. It, with my thing with them too is the same. There's so much potential, and I just don't always see it. And I don't know if it's because it's taken time for them to gel or what. But that defensive line is a really big concern for me because when we first got into the season, that was like the main talk. Like that was, Oh my God. Okay. We got all these weapons, you know, just like the receivers. Well, we got Everson Griffin. We got D law. Uh, we got Alden Smith coming back. I mean, and it was just, it was just on and on. And I've honestly been let down. I mean, we're talking one sack against the Rams and one sack against the Falcons. Where is our pass rush? That's the issue. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Our defense scares the hell out of me i've i feel like i'm sorry I'm, i didn't mean to interrupt you mc no, but fine. Uh, i i'm i'm kind of on the fence about the about the defensive line right now i feel like i feel like there are some good things that can be said about our run defense because i mean you look at this you look at the stats we held todd Gurley down 21 carries 61 yards 2.9 yards per carry i mean yeah. he was i mean I he didn't he didn't really do much during the game but yeah the 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 pass rushing, um, I think right now, is looking a little lackluster. But I, I'm still not that concerned about it because I feel like, um, and I mean, I never played the game, so I don't have much um, much opinion on it, like inside opinion on it. But from what I've heard, you know, it it takes time for for pass rushers to get into form, you know. There's I mean, the, when I was a linebacker, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. you know, you kind of gave off the vibe, you know. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, though, for sure. Yeah, it, uh, for pass rushers, I've heard that it that it takes time for them to get into a rhythm. You know, mid-season form is a thing, and I'm I'm still <clears throat> I'm still not really. Uh, I think I think this defense is is getting better. Uh, I I think. We definitely had a bit of an improvement uh, from the Rams game, um, and you you look at the the points that the that the Falcons were able to put up on us. I mean, most most of that is just because when the Falcons were getting the ball, 
in the first half. Like they midfield. Were, they were usually either at midfield or inside our our territory. Right. Yeah. And and so all they had to do was run a couple plays and score. And so the defense didn't have uh, a lot of a lot of room for error. And yeah. then also also on top of that, Calvin Ridley is a fucking beast. Let's just say that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, deep the, talk. Yeah, Cal- Calvin Calvin Ridley is. I mean, I mean when, yeah, I was when he say, was, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm kind of rambling. But Calvin Ridley, when <laughs> when he was first when he was first drafted, everybody was saying that he was going to be special, and you're starting to see that he's becoming everything that they expected him to be. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And and I think you make a point with with talking about the defensive line kind of gelling together. Um, and actually, Mike Mike Nolan said um, he said I would like to think it's more coordination of all four guys. That's what we exactly. can work on. Exactly. So he's I not too concerned. Yeah, he's not too concerned about individual play. They're all very talented. We know that, but. I mean, it is. It's a cohesive unit, you know. You you have to know that defense in and out, and it just takes time. It's it's a new coaching staff. Like it takes time for these guys, and some of them that haven't even been around each other with, you know, the additions of rookies and then Everson Griffin, Alden Smith. But and I will I just... say one person. I'm sorry, one person that oh, did stand out to me. I feel Trayvon Diggs. What? You know, yes. Looks- Looks great. Looks yeah. I mean, overall, his coverage was say it louder. Fantastic. I mean, he was mostly covering Julio Jones. Let me see real quick. Right, Julio Jones catching for Matt Ryan. I mean, give me a break. Julio Jones, two receptions, twenty-four yards. I mean, <laughs> come, come yeah. on. Except for that one. Except for that one play where Julio Jones uh, broke open in midfield and he went down the field and almost caught the ball from uh, I think it was from Gage. Yeah, uh, that if yeah, he would have yeah. would have caught that that we might be talking about a different game had he caught that. But the True. I feel like the fact, um, every every play besides that, I feel like I feel like Diggs was in really great position on really? Julio. Yeah, Absolutely. it's crazy, and you know, and and every time you see like anybody catching anything on him he is like right there and it right almost there. has to be a right perfect there. pass because he's so close exactly which is what i was saying because like i feel like and honestly i feel like a lot of people forget about how good matt ryan actually is oh yeah I mean, that dude was throwing some dimes and he it's not like Diggs was way out like he was right there it was yeah. just an amazing pass exactly by a good receiver you know and that is what it is but as long as you're coverage is good which i feel like it definitely was then he's got a hell of potential yeah Yeah, we we really got lucky i feel like um going back to the draft being being able to get both cd lamb and um trevon diggs you know he just i i really feel like diggs is going to going to blossom into something special for us i agree agreed agreed Um, and to be a rookie i mean wow yeah it's crazy. Can, can we also talk about? I I think it's interesting. He looks good to me um, from the game. I haven't seen much tape, uh, but Joe Thomas, I feel like really stepped in. Yes. On it. <clears throat> I saw that. I saw that. Um, he had a hell of a game. And uh, also diving into that. Sorry, I also have to bring this up. There's been a lot of slander on Jalen Smith lately, and. Mm. I see some things I do when I watch the tape. I see some things. I see some concerns. I see uh, missed assignments. Uh, his pass coverage um, is not phenomenal. But I also see a lot of positives. I mean, the man is, it doesn't matter if he misses a gap or not. What's most impressive to me is that he's still finding a way to make that tackle. I mean, he still leads our team in tackles. It doesn't matter if he's coming from behind and chasing somebody straight downfield. I mean, he's got that straight line speed. The part that's concerning about him is he doesn't really have, it seems like he has trouble dropping his hips and, and when he, when a quicker, faster wide receiver is, is against him, he has a little bit of trouble moving laterally. And I mean, but he's a big guy, you know? And I, I think, Personally, I wonder what they're doing with him because I would really like to see him 
like doing more blitzes. I think that is a strong suit of his. I agree. I've always been a fan of Jalen Smith. I really have. I just, I feel like they, I don't know if it's the coaching or if he's not as focused as he needs to be. I don't know. I feel like something's not clicking because it's there. Like his talent's there for sure. And now, when he has to make a tackle, he'll make a tackle. Yeah. But I, there's just something, I don't know. They got to get it right. I honestly, I don't know. I can't really agree with either one of you guys on this. Ooh. I feel like, like, I feel okay. like, okay. I feel like, Tell us how you feel. Tell us how oh, you feel. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but no, I, I really feel like, I really feel like the Rams game, um, Jalen Smith didn't do well because the Rams were scheming, um, scheming him out of each play. You look at the, a lot of the plays where he was out of position. I feel like there were multiple plays in the Rams game where the Rams were using um, tight bunch formations to like chip away at our guys in coverage and get them out of position. And so you found Jalen Smith, you know, he had to like run around guys in order to cover his guy. Um, and he wasn't the only one in the Rams game. I feel like a oh, couple no. other guys were facing that same problem. And this one, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the stats and, um, Jalen Smith led the led the team in tackles this uh, against the Falcons. He was always around the ball, and I f- I feel like he did better in coverage. I mean, let me let me look at um, let me look at the Falcons really quick. Like Hayden Hurst had five receptions for seventy two yards. I mean, that's pretty decent for a tight end. Uh, he caught uh, that one pass. It was it was basically yeah. just a misassignment. Then he just yeah. walked into the end zone. That's that's probably uh, what's added to it. I mean, Russell Gage uh, for six receptions, forty-six yards. Um, I mean, I, I suppose that's all right for a tight end as well. Uh, but but yeah, I I I feel like Jalen Smith uh, is is doing better. And uh, you know, in the past, Jalen Smith has definitely had slow starts to the season. So I I think it's just another one of those things that. Let's let's just give it time. Let's see how the stew brews, you know. And, no, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that. I mean, I think, I think this whole entire, you know, beginning of the season, I've been saying that, you know, like people just need to give it time, you know. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him. I know it's there. I would just like to see him execute more. I I feel the exact same way, MZ. Like it's the talent i definitely see the talent and you know they're gonna scheme around him because he is a absolutely he's a bigger guy and of course that's what you would do in any situation you put a smaller slot receiver out there who's quick i mean it's hard for a big ass linebacker like him to cover that so i think he just needs to be used to his strengths and pass coverage is honestly not really one of them. If you want to put him on a tight end, yes. But outside of that, I mean, I wouldn't really want to put him on like a really quick running back or slot receiver. And there's been times where I've seen that matchup before and they, they pick on him. They know that. So we have to find a way to make better use of him for sure. And another thing, again, like we've been saying this entire show, it's week two. This is a new defense. He's adjusting. Um, it takes time. It takes time to come together, not only as an individual with figuring out what is going on with the new play calling and everything, a whole new setup, but also as a team cohesively as a unit, like that's how defensive works. Like it's, it's not just 11, you know, it's a full 11 players. It's not one player. They all have to work together. They all have to know their assignments. If one person messes up, that's potentially going to make somebody else mess up. So. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) let us not forget both offense and defense, you know, we did not have a preseason. We did not have really much of a training camp. Well, that's that's not much of an excuse because neither has anybody else. I'm not no, what? I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm just saying like as a new team. You know what I mean? Like as a team with a brand new head coach. Exactly. And, you know, it would have been definitely beneficial I feel like for us especially or any other team that had a brand new head coach to have a training camp Ex- and a preseason. Exactly. And that that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say too is yeah, it can be an excuse. <laughs> I mean, we still got to win games. What so is what it is, you know, I mean, horseshoes sure. and hand but, grenades, I mean, I but, can, but yeah, you I can also definitely see how it's not clicking right away. Yeah. 
these other teams have had the same coaches. They've had, you know, they've had time to click. They kind of know a little bit of the deal. I'm sure there's some, obviously some new things thrown in there, but for the most part, they've had some of the same coaches and they kind of know a little bit of what's going on. We're talking about bringing in like a ton of really talented rookies and a lot of off season acquisitions from free agency. And you throw that in with a new coach that takes a lot of time to kind of adapt and adjust to. Yeah. Can I also, can I also add real quick um, that if you break the game down quarter by quarter, other than the first quarter, the Falcons never really like ran over our defense. I mean, the second quarter they scored nine points uh, which would have been 10 had they gotten that um, or 10, either 10 or 11 with a two point conversion. The third quarter, they didn't score anything. And in the fourth quarter, they scored 10 points. I mean, they, they never really, after the first quarter, they never really ran over our defense. I, I feel like our defense, um, it's kind of looking the same that it has in the past in the manner of, uh, bend don't break you know that's a big mantra that we've said in the past about our defense right I, uh, I I really feel like they're they're doing okay and um you know not great not not the expectations that I think so many me so many people put on them because of the names that we have but I feel like <clears throat> I feel like they're doing you know decent and I think I think as the season goes on we will see them get better Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so another thing I, I wanted to bring up is how did you guys feel about the fake punts? That was an interesting call. Um, personally, I would have rather had the ball in Dak's hands. I get yeah. trying to take somebody off guard, but it just, you know, you have to gamble. But those were, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. See, and see how you feel. In my opinion, the first the first fake punt maybe maybe would have worked, but right. it was not executed correctly. Second time, no. I yeah, the second time was definitely Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> See, here's my thing with McCarthy. I I like him. I like him a lot, actually, and I've been a supporter of him. You know coming to our team before it was even selected that he was going to be. But my only issue is, is I understand and I know that he is trying to show his boldness and like, you know what I mean? And like, yes. show that he's not afraid to, you know, have some balls and do this and that. Yeah. I just feel like I worry he's doing it at the wrong times. Right. Yes. And it's kind of coming around to bite us in the ass. I mean, this time we literally, by the skin of our teeth got it but uh, i just feel like he needs to pick and choose when he's making those calls because i didn't agree with a lot of them exactly and you know it's the analytics he's been real big on that um all off season he studied analytics so i mean and he even said himself you know like a percentage of you know so he, he said go ahead no i'm i'm sorry so here's how i i feel about the coaching. I think a lot of people are, are giving McCarthy flack for the questionable calls, but <clears throat> um, you know, I don't, I don't really hate him going for it on fourth down as much. Uh, the the fourth, the fourth and five, yeah, that was a little. I I feel like that was that was almost like you're trying to beat on your chest and trying to um trying to force the issue, you know. Whereas the first one, the first one, I don't hate at all. Like this, uh, throughout the whole Jason Garrett era, I mean, Cowboys fans were calling for Jason Garrett's scalp because he didn't, you know, according to them, show balls enough to, and he was too conservative. And McCarthy's given you what you want. This is what you wanted. Um, so I can, I, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But I, I do feel like there are. The 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 fourth and five was definitely questionable for me, but what's more, what I what I'm finding, um, what I'm questioning more is who exactly is calling the plays. You know, McCarthy is getting a lot of flack for this, but we all know that he's handing the reins more to to Kellen Moore than he is taking them himself. 
and also is I'm I feel like the special teams calls maybe shouldn't be McCarthy's um, blame either because maybe Fossil is calling those plays. Oh, absolutely. And it well, he trusts you know he trusts uh, Fossil. They they have history together. They have a background. And I mean, we're yeah, talking. exactly. And he's been, you know, a, he's been really good. And again, again, God, I hate going back to this so much, but it's a new unit. Like they're adjusting, they're they're getting better. And like you're saying, I don't blame them for going for, you know, it on fourth down. I I like that. I don't really want the conservativeness. Like I I want them to go for it. Like put faith, show it. But I, I agree with MC on this. There there is a time and a place for some of those calls and. You know, the same. Yeah, the, the fourth, fourth and five, absolutely. Like, I feel like, yeah, five yards, that's a bit, especially to try to run it up the middle. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like a, a better choice could have been made there. Yeah, and to go for the two when you're down by nine, that that was kind of, uh, I wasn't really understanding of, of that situation. I was kind of kind of trying to figure out what he had in mind when he did that. I wasn't sure. Do y'all kind of have an idea of what that was supposed to be? I didn't quite get it. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of torn on that. I really am. At first, when it first happened, I hated it. I was so mad. I was like, why in the hell would you do that? Yeah. But we, okay, so we, at some point, we're going to have to do a two-point conversion, right? Yeah, I think so as well. Okay, so... Would you rather do it now when there's still some time on the clock that we can adjust? And if it comes down to it, we can fix what we messed up the first time. Right. Or do you want to wait till the last minute until we have no time? And then that's it. It's done. I also you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I also think it could have been a momentum thing. Maybe the coaches felt like, okay, now we're finally getting in a rhythm. Now we're feeling good about ourselves. You know, we're, we're, we're closing in on the, on the lead that the Falcons have maybe we can actually pull this off and get the two point right now. Yeah, absolutely. And again, there's, there's just, there's so, and I, I always say this about the Cowboys and I feel like I say it every year. And that's what hurts the most is we are such a talented team. There's so much talent there. I'm just really hoping that McCarthy is the one who can actually pull it all together because I feel like Jason Garrett could never do that. There was always so much talent on the field, but he just couldn't get it together. But I mean, Jason Garrett never would have won this game. Jason Garrett never would have won this game. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. agree. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, if you just look at the stats, and you know, some stats are or whatever. Some stats are you know like bullshit calories or whatever. But I mean, we're Total yards per game, 475, second place, only behind the Packers at 505. Um, Jalen Smith had 23. He's third in the league right now with tackles with 23. Again, why people hate on him, I don't know, because he's still all over the field. Um, there's just there's so many great things. And obviously what Dag did, I, I keep going back to that too because I'm just – my mind is blown by him. I'm just so impressed with him, and I couldn't under I cannot understand why anybody wouldn't like him. Um, it just it's crazy. But I, I just I'm looking forward to not only this season but the future with him. And oh I my am God, absolutely yeah. I, I'm not disappointed that we didn't get the contract. That's a whole other thing. I'm not going to dive into that. Uh, oh please, yeah. Let's please not go into that. No, like, uh, no. that was only like. Six months of, uh, <laughs> I feel like, debate. You know, yeah, okay. I agree yes. 100%. Yes. And honestly, I had to hold back on my uh, my DAC appreciation conversation because I knew we had a whole team to talk about. But, yeah, we could go on and on. <laughs> DAC needs its own podcast episode. Yeah, Although, seriously. Now that, now that we're talking about DAC, now that we're talking about DAC, can we talk about this? We This has mostly been a defense-focused uh, episode. Can we talk mm-hmm. about this offense in the game a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, please, because I, mean, I got lots to say about ooh. that. Yeah, I, I know you do. <laughs> but, uh, but obviously, you know, Dak showed you the cojones that he has in this game. I mean, just let's. I'll just put that out there. Stop doubting him. But also, I think we got to a point in this game once we started getting into a groove where you where you really saw what this offense is capable of with the weapons that we have 
I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, 22 yards, 89 yards. I'm, I'm sorry, 22 carries, 89 yards, um, four, four yards per carry and a touchdown. Uh, C.D. Lamb with uh, – these can't be right. Oh, C.D. Lamb with six receptions, 106 yards, 17.7 yards per carry. Uh, Amari Cooper, six receptions, 100 yards, 16.7 yards per catch. Uh, Michael Gallup, two receptions, 58 yards, 29 yards per catch. Dalton Schultz, nine receptions, 88 yards, 9.8 average yards per reception and a touchdown. I mean, you're really starting to see, oh, and Blake Bell. Blake Bell did awesome. Hey, can we talk about that Blake Bell pass at third and four? And Noah Brown. He was avoiding the rush, and he just threw that dime right in there, like right in traffic. Like, come on. Oh, my God. I I get goosebumps thinking about it. Honestly, and and I hate to say it because I don't want to bring it up, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm an (laughs) asshole. Uh, That pass really almost reminded me of, what was it, 2016 in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers? Oh. Y'all remember that? (laughs) I, just, I don't know. Yeah, I, just, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, because when I when I saw it, that's the very first thing I thought. And I was in my mind, it was like a like almost like a coming of age kind of thing. I was like, Absolutely. look, now this is our quarterback making this kind of a pass, this kind of a play, and I I just I kind of got comfortable. You know yeah, I saw it the same way. Like he two years ago even like he would have never been comfortable enough to throw that pass but Mm-mm. he nailed it like dime pass right i mean oh my god you cannot ask for a better pass than that yes and like one- bell like he caught that shit like it was his job and kept going <laughs> you want to talk about a catch man how about amari right? oh the oh, one-handed catch one oh hand. bouncing back oh my god it's- he's a okay. bet he's a grown man <laughs> I'm be honest with you. I thought that he overthrew that. I thought that that was I did too. Done. I was like, damn, that would have been nice. That was and a good then shot. I look, I see him stretch his hand out, and I was like, no fucking way. And he did. Man. And I was like, oh. Oh, fucking way. Fucking way. <laughs> too many people sleep on Coop, man, and I just don't get it. I know. He's, he's such a big talent, man, and, and so many people just don't give him the credit. I guess because he's quiet, he's not boastful, but. Well, you know what? He's quiet, and I feel like he. Jason Garrett wasn't really much of a passing type of coach. Right. Let's he run always the rock. called the run plays, yep. you know, so he like barely even got the ball anyway. Yeah. So I feel like now that he is a coach that's willing to let him, you know, he trusts in that he's going to execute plays. He's got that shit. We need to put more faith in him for sure. Agreed. Well, I, I'm, I've, I've noticed that Amari Cooper doesn't really show up that much on, um, uh, he he doesn't have like a lot of at least this season. I I haven't really heard his his name a lot. But when the moment when it comes down to it, and you need you need a clutch catch, like he's mm-hmm. just one of those guys. Like he just showed up. Like he he made the play. And I mean that one that one handed catch was a thing of beauty. And uh, the, that's the, the type of catch that you don't get between. A receiver and a quarterback that don't have chemistry. Very true. Exactly. Uh, but I, and then Michael Gallup too coming with some huge clutch catches this game. For sure. And and you know what? The, why you don't see Coop's name is because that's that's what I'm talking about, man. He's just like a silent killer. I mean, over the mm-hmm. past two games, he's got 16 receptions, 181 yards. I mean, he's just that's amazing. Nobody really like gets it, you know. But and then right behind him, Ceedee Lamb is God. He's been such an impressive rookie. Eleven receptions, one hundred sixty-five yards. Um, Amazing. Ceedee Lamb is a different human being. Yes. <laughs> yes. He is about to have an amazing career. I don't care he's, what team he's on. That's the thing too. He hasn't even like had his breakout like explosive game yet, and I know it's no. coming. Like I can feel <laughs> it. I can feel it in the air tonight. Like it's coming. It's coming. No, he is. Yeah, he's one of a kind. And he's really. I've I've heard it said between a. A lot of uh, like um, Dallas Cowboys, like YouTube talking heads, um, they are they're all saying the same thing that 
CD Lamb is going to be the number one receiver in Dallas one day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. I do too. It's it's only a matter of time. Um, I mean, he's yeah. had two NFL games in his life, and look what he's done. Yeah, exactly. You look at him. You 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 think he'd be playing for you know three four years. He's yeah, just so comfortable. Exactly. I mean, and I I bought into all the hype, like even from the get go, like from them saying. You know, again, the talking heads, but they were basically saying, like, he has been the best wide receiver in camp over Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, which are two amazing receivers. So that kind of blew my mind. And That's I was a competition. Yeah. And I tried to pump the brakes a little bit. I was like, okay, you know, I get it. Like, he's already becoming your favorite player, but, you know, relax a little bit. Don't, don't overhype right. this. But he's already coming out and showing it. I mean, again, just as a rookie. And he had. He had at least two Falcon defenders during the game, like on their ass at one point. Oh yeah. Yeah. At least two. And he's not afraid to block either. I've, I've seen him make some really good blocks too. I really like him. Um, punt returning for us too. Agreed. I feel like it's been a very long time since we've had a solid punt returner like that. Yes. Yeah, I do. I agree, but I, I don't think we need to use him on every punt return. I, I, I feel like I feel like we should use him sparingly on that. Yeah, I mean it's a liability for sure, but I definitely think in in a time of need or when it's appropriate, he is he's a good he's a good I one agree. to have. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, there's so many concerns going on right now with injuries around the NFL. I mean, oh star God. players yeah. left and right, half the damn 49ers freaking team and their players. Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. Oh, Saquon Barkley. CMC, Chris McCaffrey's. I mean, he's yeah. not out for the season, but he's out for a few weeks. I mean, it's just Von, uh, Von Miller. Like, it's just, they're just constantly stacking up. I mean, and it's crazy. I think I heard this morning that yesterday there were seven torn ACLs reported. Wow. Yeah. That, that is insane. And yeah. that makes, I mean, that sucks. Like, that really breaks yeah. my heart. I hate that players. for, yeah, for any team, I, I feel, I mean. Yeah. I, that's For that's sure. a horrible thing to go through, and I, I think I read the other day that was like, a hundred and thirty-one players on IR and still counting. Like that's insane. That's insane, and that that's not just out for the whole season, but that's some of these guys are out for a few weeks. But still, those that's. This is an injury plagued season. And I said at the beginning right. of the season, if this team can stay healthy and kind of bond and glue together, like it's going to be oh, a really Lord, damn good I, team. I there it is. Yeah, that I was. I was actually thinking about that yesterday. Um, was was just how injured like teams are around the NFL. Mm. I think. I think what'll really what'll really make teams last uh, down the line. You know, come November, may, more likely even December and January, is that is depth. I really yeah. feel like depth win. Yeah, and, you know for sure. I don't think we had an injury yesterday. I mean, yesterday in Sunday's game. Knock on wood. I was about to right say, now. let's not. No, Woo, I want to hear it. To God, when Dak went into the locker room, oh my God, I prayed to God. I didn't even know about. I was like, Lord, please take <laughs> me, not Dak, please. But these Man. these guys are these guys are tough. Woo. I don't know what it is about Dak and Zeke and uh, and and some of our guys, man. But they, I just feel like. Especially Zeke, like oh. with the way that with the way that Zeke just demolishes people. That cornerback, they, oh my god, yeah. that DB just crushed his soul. Like it's He's retired. He's retired. He's done. He's done. He's... See, Zeke is one of the few players that could play defense or offense easily. Like it doesn't matter. He yes. Train. Yes. That dude will just keep going. And how many times did you see him break through tackles and just keep going just when he thought he was down? Nope. Here's another yard, another yard. Like oh, oh by God. the way, Zeke, Zeke. I don't. Does anybody else think that he looks a little different this season? He just looks like better. Yep, he looks I to do. me. He For looks sure. a little bit more slim and trim, back to kind of uh, he looks his bigger, elusive but ways. More yes, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I'm talking about like his play. Like to me, he looks like like when we first got Zeke, it seemed like Zeke was just the guy that you give the rock to, and he and he made it happen. He, he hits the hole and he runs through people. But now I feel like, mm -hmm. 
I feel like he's almost kind of taken after Tony Pollard a little bit, and he's being like a little bit more like shifty, a little bit more elusive. Yeah, no, I see that too. I see that this year. He was always seems like he was trying to like just pound, you know, pound them out, and like that was that's always been his game. But um, I actually remember him saying like, you know, I like doing that, but at the same time, there are things that I can be better at. I want to focus more on on home runs, you know. <clears throat> and because he kind of has like a chip on his shoulder too because do you remember do you guys remember over the yes we do they came out with that stat or whatever that said you know he wasn't exactly where he thought he should be i don't even remember what was it was it he wasn't in like the top 10 or whatever? yeah no yeah he, he wasn't in the top 10 he basically said okay, put yeah. some respect so on my name like, you know what put some respect on my name let me show oh yeah you. i do remember that <laughs> yeah yeah so i feel like i mean i like the chip on the shoulder zeke keep yes. going with that Yes. I definitely feel like he is playing differently. I agree, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And when I saw that too, I was like, "Oh, oh, y'all done fucked up!" Like this, right. <laughs> this, this man's about to eat. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, uh, b- before we end the show, I actually um, have a really big question for both of you guys because this is the—I think this is the same question that's been going around pretty much the entire media. Um, about this game is this this game do you chuck it up to a Cowboys win or an Atlanta loss um you know it can really go both ways just because of the way things worked out especially for us being so lucky but in my opinion and I'm not trying to be a, a, a homer about this but the ability I I see the ability in that team to fight back any other team. And I'm not going to say all teams, but most teams would have laid down. You could see that lack of, you know, that fight kind of leave their eyes. This team never did that. I never got that feeling. Even four fumbles in, I thought the game was over. Most people did this team. Like they never had that look in their eyes. Like "Mm, it's over. I, I just saw, I just saw hunger and passion. So I'm, I'm go ahead, MC. I believe this is a Cowboys win. hundred percent. I mean, we could have, I feel like a year ago, if this would have been the same game, same situation, we would have seen a team lay down. Yes. And just mm-hmm. be defeated. Yes. Um, I definitely consider this a Cowboys win. Yeah. Is there yeah. a little bit of luck involved? Yeah, probably. But you know what? We, fought to the end and we fought well like we executed things to the end yeah so, and spe- 100% cowboys win in my book yep and speaking what of- I, what i Go what ahead. i think i'm sorry zach uh, i'm just gonna put in my two cents real quick um so cowboys winner atlanta loss i i i i did a lot of research on this I listened to a lot of different shows, a lot of different personalities on people dealing with this same question. And at first, I really did think it was an Atlanta loss. I was like, oh, here goes Atlanta again, you know, just um, finding ways to lose. But then I, I heard a very interesting point of view on it that I honestly didn't think about, and I don't even know why. But think about it. The Cowboys put the ball on the ground five times, we, and we fumbled four. Uh, Atlanta didn't have any turnovers. They didn't have any fumbles. They didn't have any uh, interceptions. One. They didn't have any, any goofy, you know, going forward on fourth downs. Um, we, if, if anybody gave that game away, it was us. Yeah. And, and the fact that, I, you know, it's going to sound a little bit like a broken record at this point, but I'll, I just got to I got to repeat what you guys and a lot of other Cowboys fans are saying. I mean, the, we fought back into this game. We made those mistakes and we just kept fighting tooth, tooth and nail just with, through pure grit. We just fought our way back into this game and we ended up winning and I just I have to chuck it up to a Cowboys win, you know. At, at Atlanta, they're not a terrible team. They're not, and that that's still an NFL professional football team with really good players. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They had three 100-yard receivers in Week One. I mean, 
again, we, we went out there. We, we did a pretty damn good job. But here's where we break the mold. This game against the Seahawks. That's when... The big one. That's where we get to shut people up. And, and this is a... And in my opinion, this is a, a make or break game. This really kind of sets the tone, sets you apart, shuts people up because so many people are like, oh, well, you know, they get lucky or they're just, you know, they got all this talent, but they just can't put it together. They're not really that talented. I'm tired of hearing that bullshit. And, yep. you know, or Dak can't beat, uh, you know, playoff teams or over 500 teams. Like, I'm tired of that narrative and I'm ready for them to just go in there and pop the Seahawks in their mouth in their home stadium. That's, that's what I'm ready for. You and me both. I definitely, I mean, I definitely feel like a lot of people are discrediting. I feel like a lot of people are losing sight of the talent that was shown in this game because they are contributing it just to luck. Yeah. And yeah, did we, was there luck involved? Absolutely. But um, I definitely feel like this game, this next game is going to be where we really show if we we can stand up to a real challenge. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're going to have to, this is going to be the game where we're going to have to rise to the occasion. Like this, this, I mean, the, the Seahawks, that's, that's right now it's looking like that's a monster of a team. Um, Yeah. It's just so many, just so many threats that they can beat you with. You know, Russell Wilson is obviously the god that oh, he is. Oh man, um, you know their their receivers are looking pretty good. Their their defense, from what I know, is looking pretty decent. And hey, but Pete Carroll got fined a hundred thousand dollars. So oh, ask, maybe yeah. when he's wearing a mask, he will like be thrown <laughs> off. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe. I just, I just don't want to see his. Fucking face to a gum on the sideline. I hate it. I hate God, that I shit. God, I can't stand Pete Carroll. That, yes. That Even man, from, his US, from his USC days, like, I could not man. stand that dude. When he chews gum on the side, he just looks so cocky. I just want to, he's got a punchable face. I don't know. That's odd. <laughs> like, his he, face looks like he's been punched a lot. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> that, that dude must go through a pack of gum, like, like no, yeah. no, no tomorrow in, like, seconds. <laughs> I'm I like, hope he has a Costco membership. <laughs> For real, <That's>... buying bulk. <laughs> and I think the same thing. I'm like, dude, like you, you must be like chewing the non-sugar free because you've got to have some cavities in there, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that that dude's breath is fresh. It better be. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so. Um, obviously we know the result of the Seahawks last two games against Atlanta was a 38, 25 win and against new England, 35, 30 win. And it was a little bit closer. Um, and yeah, I thought the end of that game, it was pretty good. Yeah. Russ had five touchdowns, five touchdowns, five passing touchdowns, one interception, uh, the yards weren't as much there as they were in the first game, 288, still not bad, but the completion percentage, he was 21 of 28, 75% completion percentage, and he was 88 the week before that. Like, he is... Didn't surprise anyone. No, no. It, I mean, it, he is... He is just, yeah. Yeah. He's Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. He's having an MVP caliber season, and that's another he... reason I want Dak to come in and change that narrative. Like, oh, shit, okay, maybe we should be looking or thinking about Dak as a really good MVP candidate with potential to, to actually win it all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the, their offense has looked really good. Um, I know that their running game hasn't been like great. I think they are like 31st, I believe in running. Like they're not, they're not really doing all that well with run game. Boy, that's almost last. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. This is Chris Carson's stats in particular. We're just 93 yards over two games, which is still not really impressive. I mean, not to my standards. We have Zeke, so I mean, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. But um, you know, and then you have DK Metcalf. I mean, God, he is he has been an animal um, these past two games. Uh, we're talking what 92 yards off of four receptions and receiving touchdown on this last game. Um, and then 
I think it was also somewhere around like 90 something yards again for the game against the Falcons and a touchdown as well. So he, I'm concerned about him being a matchup problem for some of our defense. I, I say that, but then, you know, we did it pretty damn well with holding our own against Julio Jones and no disrespect to Julio Jones, but DK Metcalf is a different kind of animal, man. This guy's six, four two thirty, like, and just cut like muscle, all muscle. And that's going to be a little bit of a match. We're going to be playing jump ball against this cat all day. I can safely say that I feel like our defense is more of a concern for me in this game Agreed. more than our offense. I feel like their defense is mediocre. You know, I, I'm not scared of their defense is what I'm trying to say. I think our defense is really what needs to uh, step up to the plate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think our our defense – well, and for a long time too, not just not just these past two games, but in the past few seasons, our defense has really been our weak link. So I'm always a little concerned about that, especially when you go up against yeah. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. But and in regards to what you were saying, Zach, about DK Metcalf is um I heard I heard somebody say that um DK Metcalf and and Julio Jones are actually kind of similar in the way that they play. They're 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 more of uh beat you at the line like real physical guys mm-hmm. and from what i'm hearing about some some people that i listen to who watch film and whatnot um they're they're saying that you know our 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 corners have actually done well against those kind of receivers that we've been we've been able to match up with them physically it's the route runners like cooper cup um that we and calvin ridley that are the ones that are beating us um, so I'm not, I'm honestly, I have, I have a feeling that DK Metcalf is going to be, you know, he's going to do DK Metcalf things, but I, I do feel like we can, we, I feel like we can hold them. I feel like we can do it, but, but yeah, the, we're just going to have to see because obviously, obviously exactly. our- the whole, like we, f- I feel like, and I know <laughs> that is what conflicts me because I feel like we can do a lot of things. Do I know we're going to do it? That's where I'm not too comfortable yet. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. We're just going to have to see. Yeah. This is just, this is just my, this is just pure speculation on my part, but I, I feel like that we can, that we can hold these guys. I, I, this, this isn't a game that I feel like is, you know, is going to be Seahawks all day. I no. feel like we can win this thing, you know, I do too. I le- I legitimately think that, but you know, I, and I'm, I agree with MC on this. Like I'm not that concerned. I'm more concerned about their offense, just Russell Wilson and his legs in general to create space. And then he does have some quick receivers outside. And then, you know, again, DK Met- Metcalf is, his just throw the ball up and just let him catch it kind of guy. But with the defense, they got the guy that we wanted so badly and he is going to come out in this game with something to prove and he's already been a man on fire since he's been there so i'm really curious to see how he comes that he's gonna come out hard just like he did when we played him when he was on the jets last year he's playing his hometown team hard he wants to show him hey y'all missed out y'all missed an opportunity y'all should have came and got me yeah, this O line is going to be up for a really big test. That's for sure. And and with some of the blocking that Zeke needs to do as well, like the the blocking in general is going to be up for a really big test against um against the Seahawks. Yeah, and I'm just you know Jamal, give us a homeboy hookup, man. Hometown discount, like <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be coming in hard. So we'll we'll see how Jay does, but um. You know, another thing, too, that I wanted to discuss is will we or won't we have Tyron Smith and how is that going to affect us? I think that we held our own pretty well. I was actually very impressed with Brandon. I I did not see that coming, Um, but he's not Tyron Smith. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, I agree. agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> no, I, I feel like you know, it could go either way. I, 
I can't say whether Tyron Smith's going to be back or not. You know, I'm, me personally, I'm going to be paying attention to to that as the week rolls on. Um, it's hard for me to say. I don't. I feel like Brandon Knight might be able to to handle this game, just because I, and it, you know, you could chuck it up to just having um, the Atlanta Falcons have the injuries that they had on their defense. Yeah, you know, Tag McKinley, McKinley went out. Yeah, yeah, Tag McKinley went out, and the the other guy who's given us a lot of trouble, I I forget his name, um, the, he went out as well. So you could chuck it up to that as the reason why we we are offense was able to get rolling again and why you didn't hear Brandon's night name as, as much. Yeah. Well, they were, they were destroying us at the beginning of that game. I mean, if you really think about it, I think we just kind of started wearing their defense out with Zeke uh, eventually. Like that's kind of what happened with that. But um, I mean, you know, they still have some damn good players on their defense. I'm not trying to look past them. Obviously, I know what Matt Ryan did to them as well. He threw for like, I believe, 450 yards as well. So I'm uh-huh. I'm not saying that we're that we can't handle them, but there are still some concerns. And as far as Tyron goes, he's got a neck injury, and that's a serious deal. And as badly as I want him, especially for this game, um. I'm also kind of more on the side, like, hey, you know, we really need you for the season. So it's a neck injury yeah. that could be potentially serious. We also get Lyle Collins uh, after this game. We get him back. So come back in with two healthy tackles. And again, I want him, but I don't know if it's worth it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm not convinced it's worth it either. <sighs> It's okay. We're going to be good. It's going to be a good game. This is going to, this again, this is going to be the defining moment. Um, just wanted to, I'm going to end on that note. Thank you guys for joining us today on today's show. Our wonderful guest, make sure you give her a follow on Twitter. That's at the Tripoli MC. Uh, can't say enough about her. Definitely give her a follow. MC, 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 MC. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had so much fun. Oh, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. We're going to have to have for you again sure. very soon. Oh, I'd love to. All right, guys, that's it for the Starboys podcast. Make sure you give us a listen on iTunes, Spotify, multiple streaming platforms. Thank you. And make sure to find us on Twitter. Our, um, our, our handle is uh, Starboys Podcast. So we will see you guys later. And go Cowboys. Cowboys.